Good evening, Merav Rabbi Yisai. I'm continuing here, Beis Rashem, in Paragimel. We're going through a list of ten different situations which the Chavisavava says could be a good stimulus for a person to be able to get the right feeling of humility. And we mentioned already last night the first three, which is if a person is ill or a person feels weak, a person is in pain, so he doesn't feel the same strength, he doesn't feel the same arrogance and pride as he usually does. Or, number two, if something happened, a, a tragedy, an accident, he became impoverished, and now he has to come on to other people, and their favors, their money, their help. So that is a very, as we say in English, a person goes through a very humbling experience. And that's the way it is. So we see these are different cases where Kodesh sets up a person to go through indeed a very humbling experience in life. He used to be a very wealthy person and now he, uh, he doesn't have people coming to ask him for his money. He doesn't have people coming to ask him for his business advice. All of a sudden he lost his mind when he lost his money. So strange, he says to himself. Everybody used to come over to me to ask me advice. Nobody asks me anymore. He realizes they were only coming to him for his money. But now he has to come on to other people. And indeed, it's a very humbling experience. And if a person has to go through it, so that he should realize that the Hashkochas Hashem, he should realize that this is Hashem's way of orchestrating for him to be able to build up his level of humility. Vashlish is the third one we mentioned last night. Here again, when he has to come out to favors by from somebody else. He's just in need. It's something that he doesn't have expertise in, whether it's a medical issue or a legal issue, and he has to ask someone for a favor. And at that moment, he feels vulnerable. He feels a sense of humility because he realizes he can't do everything. He, ha- he realizes he has his limit. We move on now, number four, Vaharavias, the fourth stimulus that a person could use to be able to work on his humility. And obviously the point in all of these are that after the even this, this, this stimulus goes away, when it no longer needs the other people, no longer needs the help, no longer is dependent on the other person, but realizes that humbling experience that he went through should stay with him. And he should realize that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him that humbling experience. That he should then take it with him even when he then is able to become independent. Somebody who is in debt to somebody else. He owes him something. He owes him money. And he can't pay him back. So certainly you have to ask for an extension to pay back the loan. So you are humble. You become Humble to that person. Like the Pesach says, If you don't have what to pay, Why should the lender take away your bed from you? In other words, really, he has the, the license to do that. He has the right to do it. But he doesn't. He's a nice guy. He lets you stay with your uh, possessions. He doesn't take more collateral than he, he, uh, he can even do. He can even take. But that itself that uh, the person is extra nice to you, where you really owe him money, and you can't pay him back, and it's a very humbling experience. and the fifth one. He is a really extreme case, 
where someone is found in uh, shackled, he's in chains, he's bound, he's in prison by his enemy. The Konale certainly he is very submissive to him, and his soul, his nefesh is in a very low state, he feels very low. the says that they pressed him by tying up his feet, they chained his feet. He's in chained in shackles. How arrogant could a person be when he's bound in chains, he finds himself in a prison? Or if they they tie him up, they string him up, they tie him up. Certainly a very humbling experience. But here again, the point is that even after the person is able to emerge from that experience, he's able to maintain that level of humility that he had. The hashish is in number six. You have a person who is a slave, can't extricate himself away, can't redeem himself from his master. And because of that, he becomes very humble. Like the Pesach says, Like the eyes of the servants, they're always looking for the hand of their masters and as they need the help of the hand of the master. They can't manage without the master. Like a maidservant has to look longingly for the help to be so dependent on the master. It's interesting, this particular cheshben, this number six over here, I know of a person that actually is an extremely wealthy person. The only problem is he works for somebody else. He's an employee, but he gets paid handsomely. But he's miserable. Because he doesn't like the environment that he's in. He doesn't like particularly his bosses, but he's stuck because there's no way that he could leave his position, he could leave his job and be able to make the same money, the same salary that he's getting. See, he's a person who indeed is tremendously wealthy. The, the salary that he gets, the paycheck that he takes home every month is enormous. But yet, he's a slave at the mercy of his masters. He's a slave because he's bound. He can't get out of this situation. There's no way he could ex- to, to extract himself from this. And that's a very humbling experience. So here you could have a case where even someone is, is not impoverished. Somebody is not really a slave, but yet is put into this situation where indeed he is like that. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows this person one day to emerge and emancipate himself from that situation, he will always, hopefully, remember that sense of humility. As we move on to number seven, Nebuch, a person finds himself with troubles, with tragedies that are very broken-hearted, that make a person saddened. Certainly a tragedy happens. It's, it breaks his spirit. And it's able to soften his heart, to humiliate his heart, to make his heart humble. Kakosov, like the Pusik says, and it's a, it's a Pusik from the Torah itself, first Pusik we've had from the Torah. And this Pusik is from Pashas Buchukhoisai in the Toichacha 
of Parshat B'chukhoisai. Part of the rebuke of Parshat B'chukhoisai, and it's saying over there, when we don't listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will mount up one tragedy upon the next until then that uncircumcised heart, the collective heart of Klal Yisrael, the people, they will be humbled. Indeed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sometimes does that, that he crushes a person, he lowers a person down. And these are the first seven of the Cheshbonus, these different ways of thinking about situations, circumstances that a person finds himself in, where they're very humbling experience. And Chavazababa says that a per, the person can use them and should use them, because actually that's why they're being sent by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be humbling experiences. But that's the first seven. We now go to the remaining three, and we see something very eye-opening over here. Number eight, the Hashminis. When a person makes his own accounting, he starts making his own personal accounting, his own He starts thinking, he's contemplating, you know, how much have I really rebelled against Hashem? And that weighed against all of the tevis, all of the goodness that HaKadosh Baruch has showered me with, and the truth is, the goodness that Hashem has given every person is too numerous to count. Chavazvabah says that elsewhere. It's beyond us to be able to pay back a Baruch in any measure. We saw this in Pshar Bitochen, he says in Shar Chesh Nefesh. The list of goodness that a Baruch does for a person, the kindness, in terms of his health, in terms of his parnasa, in terms of his capabilities in terms of his family. The list goes on and on. Even though there are things that, of course, we, we want beyond what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. There's always a little more we want. But yet, even what we've had and what we have, have we really paid back HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly? Have we paid him back sufficiently? Impossible. And when a person starts contemplating that and making really an internal examination of his own mice his own deeds, is he really has been rebelling against all of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's goodness. And really he has kicked HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a sense, in place of really praising Hashem for all that he's done. That thinking about, that contemplation, that could bring a person to a sense of humility and shame before Hashem. Like the Pasuk says, Hashem, I am ashamed. I am embarrassed before you. And this type of cheshbon we make, indeed, when we say this Pasuk. When do we say this Pasuk? On Yom Kippur. In the Yerotzein, after the Vidui. That's when we say this Pasuk. Yes, indeed. On that day of Yom Kippur, when everyone is at the height of their spirituality and they're making a cheshben and they're looking at all the sins that they committed, weighing that against all of the goodness that Hashem has given them. Oh, then they start thinking, Oi, I've sinned, I've rebelled against Hashem after all that He's done for me, all that He does for me. Alekai, we get to a point with Boishiv and Echlamti. I'm just totally embarrassed to stand in front of you. That's cheshben number eight. Cheshben number nine. 
and the ninth one. Here the person doesn't come to this realization on his own, but Hashem makes him start thinking this way. rebukes him. And Hashem punishes him and makes him ashamed because of the rebellious acts that he's done. And he says, why is Hashem doing this to me? Why is Hashem giving me this trouble? Why is Hashem making this difficulty in my life? And a person is honest and he says, it's probably because of uh, some of the sins that I've done. And that itself is because Hashem wants the person to become humble. Yikona v'yivchad. The person should become humble and he should fear Hashem even more. Kamoisham al-Achav. Achav was punished and he was terrible. He was an Eved Avedizorah. He served idols. He caused others to serve idols. One of the worst personalities in all of Tanakh. But yet, he humbled himself. And the truth is, as we know from the Mabit and the Beis Alekim, he didn't even do tshuva. He didn't even change his ways in full. But he had a sense of humility. And that itself, Hashem says, Ah, Haroisa. Hashem says to his malachim, Did you see? Novi knew about it as well. Did you see that Achav was nichna milafana? You see, Achav humbled himself before me. And even that's considered tshuva, even though it's not a full tshuva. And that's what the Mabit tells us. Any amount of tshuva is considered tshuva. Not like any other mitzvah. Any other mitzvah, like the mitzvah of tzitzis, if you only have strings on three corners, not the fourth, you didn't fulfill the mitzvah. If you take a lulav and an asterisk and the hadasim, but you leave out the aromas, you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. And so on and so forth. But here by tshuva, even just be machnia, humbling himself. So a person feels that he's been somewhat punished. He got a patch from the Abishta. He should feel, Hashem is punishing me. Hashem is giving me this patch. And that sense of humility is what Hashem wants us to feel. Number 10, Vuasir is the final one. Kishayargish bekirvas hamovas. When he senses the time of death, the day of death is approaching. And his day is coming. And he starts thinking about the fear of the death, the trepidation of the day of dying. What's so fearful about dying? Because he has to stand in judgment again before Hashem. And there's going to be an accounting. That thought, he humbles himself, and he becomes low. He doesn't see himself in such a great light. He used to think he's God's gift to humanity. He used to think he's much better than most of the people that he knows. And all of a sudden he starts thinking, wow, you know, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I don't feel as well as I used to be. Well, you know what, perhaps, maybe it's not himself, but he sees and he hears about so many people who their day of death has come. And indeed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is showing us that so often these days. And he says, every day, every day people are dying. And every person has their day. And it's going to be the day of reckoning, where he has to stand before Hashem. And that's a very humbling thought. And that humbling thought will bring him to the fact that he will start regretting Al-Khalifa's Yomov on this giving up of his days 
giving up of so much time, and there's the wasting of his days, the wasting of his life. Without storing up packages, without storing up provisions, from good deeds, which are that will go ahead of him, that will meet him in the heavens on the day when he has to make that final journey to heaven. Like it says, that the people of Tzion, but the righteous people, but when they sinned and they realized they're going to be accounting on it, it brought them to fear. And bringing one to fear, we see, is very closely related to bringing one to humility as well. So these are the ten. We still have to explain the difference between the first seven and the last three. There's a very marked difference between them. But we'll hold it here for tonight. These are the ten different stimuli. What he calls the seabase. These are different reasons, different ways. These are stimuli which can bring a person to a sense of humility, to achieving that feeling of humility. That even when the particular circumstance goes away and he changes situations for the better, but he remains without humility. A good tonight.